I love you, Stephanie James. I love you, Cody. Today it's all about love. We even talk about the Super Bowl halftime performance. Yes, and uh, you're listening to Topa Talk. Oh yeah, this is Topa Talk. <laughs> the most We're it's here. a priority to talk about the Super Bowl halftime performance. It is. We get to that first. But we get beyond to that, that first. Um, I decided to take it upon myself to do some Black History research this month, since it is Black History Month. Which is wonderful. Then we also, in honor of Valentine's Day, talk about love dating horror stories and even mm. read our listeners love stories let's do this i can't wait i love you uh, let's skip to third base and just dive <laughs> right into the episode let's do it hey cody hey stephanie super you... bowl was sunday uh, listen can we go let's take it to Super Bowl real quick. I had a I had a wonderful time. How did you enjoy the Super Bowl? I didn't see an ounce of football be played. <laughs> I went I went home, I went on YouTube, I searched halftime show and I watched it 3 times in a row. 45 minutes of my life were dedicated to it on Sunday. Amazing. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I watched a little bit at OBC with Liz and Taylor and then came home and nursed my dying boyfriend. Yeah. How, what did you think of the halftime show? I loved it. I have never felt more empowered and inspired and I felt like I felt bubbly watching it. Yeah, it was really great. And I think since it was in Miami, having the Latina flair there was really important. Oh my God. It was so cool to see these two Latina women just absolutely murder their performance. Like you wouldn't even believe. Truly talented. And and Shakira doing like the SpongeBob was like amazing. Oh, that was so hot. That I was amazing. That. Oh my God. It made me it made me giddy inside. And you know, they're getting a lot of pushback. People are saying it was not a family friendly show. Just so stupid. So dumb. It's so stupid. I mean, you know what's not family friendly? Probably your drunk husband during the oh Super Bowl God. party. Screaming. Screaming profanities because his team lost. Like, it's just so stupid to me. Like, Adam Levine last year ripped his shirt off and people were touching his chest and everything. And it's like he showed more skin than both of those women. J-Lo was in a full body suit just because it was form fitting. You didn't see an ounce of skin on that woman. So I don't want to hear it. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> Cody's upset. I love J-Lo. I'm kind of mad for other reasons. So everyone is like Googling their life routine and how they stay so fit and say how they stay so beautiful and young looking and how they continue to perform. And I think that what we should really be talking about is their work ethic because their True. job in this industry is to be gorgeous, is to be flawless, is to dance well, to sing well. And so what I see not isn't just that they're beautiful and flawless. Like, yes, I think they're beautiful, but I think we're missing the point Yeah. because they are stuck in a system where they have to be gorgeous and beautiful. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of anxiety. That's a lot of, a yeah. lot of things. And I think that they have created a system for themselves where they're addicted to their workouts and it's a, in a healthy way, which uh -huh. is cool. Like, I don't think that they're necessarily sitting around like, Oh my God, I have to be perfect. But I think they, I think they have moments where they do feel like they have to be perfect. Well, leave it to me to do the research because I sure did. I, you know, I love all things pop culture. And of course I just like to, go into a deeper dive so of course i looked up jennifer lopez's and i love shakira too j-lo's just i've always been such a fan of j-lo's which is why i'm focused on her but shakira is absolutely wonderful but i looked up j-lo's whole thing and you're you are 100 correct there's no like witchery madness crazy nip tuck going on it's she sleeps eight to ten hours a night 
She drinks water all day long. She doesn't smoke cigarettes. She doesn't drink alcohol. She doesn't drink caffeine, which is a little bit kooky for me to wrap my mind around. <laughs> kooky. Um, <laughs> but she, I, I mean, she literally just takes very good care of herself. And it's like, why, why are we upset with her for doing that? Well, also, I think that it's important that we realize that it's because it's her job to do so. Yes. People are trying to use it as motivation to like, look and feel better which is amazing but if you think about it it's like let's look at lebron let's look at his work schedule like these are their women's jobs so they have the time money and resources to spend on getting 10 hours of sleep working out five to six days a week drinking water eating right so it's like in my mind it's like it's inspiration for me to use all of my time money and resources to do the thing that i want to be doing absolutely and i mean even if you want to look at a non-glamorous but similar thing the North Shore lifeguards in Hawaii, they every six months have to do a rigorous physical assessment test. And if they fail, they lose their jobs because their job, it's so important that they're in tip top shape to save people's lives. So you look at something like that, that has nothing to do with perform, you know, entertainment performance, right. it's athletic performance. But if you are passionate about your job, and you want that to be your just your life force. You're going to do what it takes to kill it at your job. These women are passionate about entertaining and mm-hmm. their music. And what do they do? They, they fucking work at it. They work, they at, work it. at it every single day. And yeah. so that's kind of my message today is like if you are waiting for a promotion at work, if you're wanting to start your own business, if you are your own business owner, are you truly putting everything to it that you can yeah. Because that's what those women do. And are you Jennifer Lopez's personal trainer? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely love them. Speaking of personal trainers, I'm so sore. Did Kaylee kick your butt? Yes. My Today or just in general? My grip flexors are really sore. Oh, that's what Kaylee calls forearms. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it makes me laugh. <laughs> she Kaylee put me calls, up to that. <laughs> Kaylee calls forearms grip flexors, which is so clinical and amazing. It freaked me out today when she said it, and then she told me I had. Oh, it, it makes she her was like get chuckle. Cody. She does get it. Cody. She does it because she knows it freaks people out. It's very <laughs> official. I mean, she's like a scientist, basically. Okay, so we're about to get into some incredible love stories. It's February. Love is in the air. Cupid's flying around, <sighs> naked, shooting bows and arrows. But it's also Black History Month, mm-hmm. and so I've been doing a little bit of research. In February, every episode that we record in February, I will be doing a little Black History segment. Wonderful. And I came across the Middle Passage Ceremonies and Port Markers Project. I actually found it because I follow Rachel Cargill on Instagram. She's an incredible black feminist um, activist. I don't really know how to correctly give her a title, but she writes a lot of articles. Uh, She's incredible. And I follow her to try to stay up and like be smarter and be more woke. I'm using quotes. So the Middle Passage Ceremonies and Port Markers Project is a nonprofit with the goal to honor the two million captive Africans who perished during the transatlantic crossing known as the Middle Passage and the 10 million who survived to build the Americas. So that means that 12 million Africans were brought to the United States. Two million of those died in the ships on the way here. Wow. And... Um, they, the point is to commemorate the nearly 12 million Africans involved in the transatlantic human trade. The point is to educate the community about the vital role that Africans and their descendants played in the development of both local areas and the nation. Um, let's see, there's 52 documented middle passage locations in the United States. So that means there's 52 ports where, Africans were bought, brought in and sold. The point is to go and it's basically creating a historical marker saying 
that this is this is where this took place in oh, history. Okay. It's basically a point to not try to ignore that part of history. Right. Or and to honor it, it yeah. and to say that this happened and this is where it happened and it's important. And so it got me thinking, I was actually talking with a coworker recently about revised histories because revised histories is so big in the United States. Textbooks uh-huh. are not mandated. Like there's so much misinformation oh between God. what you learn. It's like, horrible. like learning about Christopher Columbus. Was he not the dude back in the day when I was in middle school? I was like, oh, we were, he discovered America. Fuck. Right. Yeah. And then come to find out. No, he was a piece of shit. Even George Washington. They yeah. say his teeth were made out of wood. They're made <laughs> out of slaves teeth. Okay. Did you know Terrifying. That? No, I did not. Isn't that horrible? Awful. Um, I also have a coworker who was in, when he was in middle school, he was in Virginia and he went to a civil war museum. Mm-hmm. And when you're a kid, you're just excited. Cause you like know one thing you're like the North one. I knew that like, he was so excited to get to that point during the whole day. Yeah. He was like, it's going to come. Like, I know this one thing about the civil war. It was never addressed. They never addressed that the North had won the war and that it had, uh, basically led to the abo- like abolishing slavery right in Why virginia address that? that's oh because it was it's in there. virginia <laughs> which is crazy See, schools are getting better because my nieces and nephews are up to date and they they like truly understand and they you know they are getting better but when we were that age they there was a lot of fake history going on yeah and i think that we're still all used to and so like learned by the fake history yeah because it's just like what has been told to us forever and it's like why question the history that i learned in high school like i never thought that i'd have to question it yeah well you know i love history i know i won't even get into it but so much that we learned is not factual and is glamorized like christopher columbus like you said horrifying it's terrible like what that whole situation was terrible the fact that we have Thanksgiving even, I know that's not Christopher Columbus, but just... No, it's terrible. But it's horrible that, I mean, that needs to be rebranded as a day to celebrate gratitude and nothing to do with our history. Yeah, truly. And so reading about the Middle Passage Project and what that means to people living today is that generational trauma is such a thing that I don't think people... That I think is like starting to get some steam right now, but I read this glorious poem that I don't have on me right now about this woman who is carrying the bones of her grandfather who was oh, a slave wow. and that it lives inside of you yeah. and that this history cannot be forgotten. It has to be told and it has to be told accurately because I read a, another quote that was saying until we reckon with our uh, com- compounding moral debts, America will never be whole because we right. need to like truly be aware of what's happened because it's so still in our system. It's systematic racism is still happening. Oh my God. Like every day. It's crazy. Yeah. It's and insane. so black history month is all about celebrating black history and those who have fought really hard to get to where we are now. And so this is just like the very, I just started with this one. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So on that note, <laughs> let's switch gears. <laughs> February is also not only the Super Bowl, not only Black History Month, but it's also hosts a little holiday called Valentine's Day. Yeah. And Cody and I love love. I love love. I don't think I believe in monogamy for myself, mm-hmm. but I love monogamy in others and I am a hopeless romantic for others. I made a, res- I made a resolution that I will only sleep with men that are in committed <laughs> relationships this year that's right um and, and I, how's that going for you so far so good but i as long as everybody in the party's aware like i'm not into affairs or cheating but you know sometimes sometimes extras need to be brought in i'm like avocado at chipotle oh my god i'm a little extra <laughs> but it makes the whole meal better yeah and i charge more <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> 
Oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I love threesomes. I always have. I've had probably just as many threesomes as I have had one-on-one. Spicy. Oh, well, I was in like a throuple before. I wonder if it's easier because it's all the same sex. Maybe. I mean, generally speaking, stereotypically speaking, guys are like horny and down for it all right. the time. And so when it's just all guys involved, then it's like, sure. This is truly just like it, animal like, nature. We're just fucking. Yeah. Like, do you want, like me and my husband will make you dinner and then we just stay for, for like some fun after like, who cares? Yeah. Is that horrible? No. I think it's easier because you're in the same set. It's all, it's all dudes. And the reason why I'm looking for this this year is because like, I want to get my jollies off without having to commit to anything. Yeah. You're just trying to have fun. Yeah. I'm just trying to be young, wild and free. I love That's it. That's just what I'm like, let's kind of what I'm like about right now. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a song about that. Yeah, probably. But we're here to talk about real love. Real love, true love, fake love, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to sprinkle in some spooky stories here and there in between of my own because all I have is bad stories to share. You guys, I'm going to start with the story that inspired me to do this. I was sitting one day with a friend at lunch at Rainbow Bridge, uh, Carrie Setnicka. I love her. I love her. She's so sweet. And I was asking about her, how her and Jake, who are married, um, has have met how they met and how they got together and they're actually expecting a little baby wait what she's pregnant did i know that i i was told it's okay to talk about oh I my think. god she, maybe she did tell me <laughs> i don't oh, know that she's exciting. made an announcement or anything and you know what well that, if that you child be beautiful <laughs> you heard it here first on dope oh god. Yeah. <laughs> okay so this is a long story so hang in there cody make comments when you're ready okay go on it was the first week of February in 2012. So eight years ago, like right around this time. Wow. I went out for the late night tacos with my friend Rachel at, I can't say this word because. It's a Hawaiian. She's from probably Hawaii. Yeah. Lubiano's because happy hour, $2 tacos and cheap Caesar salad. My roommate and her friend had gone out in Hawaii for a double blind date and had just walked into Lou's with their dates for a post dinner drink. They sat at a cocktail table, so I went over and said hi. That was when Jake and I first met. He was on a blind double date with my roommate. We shook hands. So formal. It's nice to meet you. And I remember thinking to myself, what a good-looking, well-dressed guy. That was it. Rachel and I left. The next day, I asked my roommate how her date went, and while she said Jake was really nice and really cool, she didn't think that he was that into her. My first thought was, hmm, well, maybe he'd be into me. Yeah, you get it, Carrie. (laughs) Okay, Carrie. You know what, Carrie? When one door closes, you open yours, honey. Fast forward to Valentine's Day, Rachel and I decided to get up early for some breakfast and surf. How hot is that, by the way? Everything Carrie does is so hot. Is so amazing. I, I love her. She picked me up and we went to the beatbox, the local hole in the wall, only three tables back of the health food store cafe. As we sat down with our food, a group of guys came in. There were only three tables in the place, so we all ended up eating together. Enter Jake. He walks in to join his friends for breakfast, and lo and behold, we meet again. As we talked, there was instant chemistry. I was so intrigued by this tall, handsome surfer man who lived in Spain. How exotic. The boys finished up eating and left. Rachel and I hung back, finished our meals, and headed out through Celestial, the health food store. <laughs> A lot of, course, of details. Of course. <laughs> no, imagine, I'm just imagining her like sun-kissed oh my skin, God, their right? salty, wavy hair, both of them, like Beach Boys, little surfers mm-hmm. playing in the background quietly. Oh, I'm into this story. Keep going. As we're leaving, we see Jake pursuing the coconut oil and salad dressing. He stops me and says, hey, can I talk to you for a second? I say, sure. 
and the three of us head outside. Rachel, catching on more quickly than I, excuses herself to go shop next door. As we stand there awkwardly on the sidewalk, Jake says, you should move to Europe with me. Wait, I'm what? pretty sure my jaw hit the floor and the only thing I could think of to say was, um, but I don't speak Spanish. And he says, that's okay, I do. He then told me that he needs to go before he's missing his flight. If you know Jake, it wouldn't be the first time he's missed a flight. A uh, classic Jake. He asked me for my number and that was that. Over the next few days, we texted and talked on the phone. It was so comfortable. He was intellectual, funny, and I could tell right away how important his family was to him. In fact, he had flown back to the mainland to go to the Camden Conference in Maine with his mom. After a few days of this, Jake said that he really wanted to take me out on a date and that I should fly up to San Francisco. <laughs> After convincing me that my cat would be fine and agreeing to split the cost of a plane ticket, I got my work shifts covered and headed off to California. My roommate even took me to the airport in case you're wondering how she felt about things. So she met this guy in Hawaii. They had a couple conversations. Uh -huh. They were texting for three days uh -huh. and she's flying to San Francisco to have a date with him. This is extremely <laughs> I really am into I'm this. I'm so in love. Okay. We spent four days in San Francisco hiking, walking around the Fisherman's Wharf, oh, a wax museum, the MoMA, meeting some of Jake's friends and exploring Eño Nuevo National Park. I nailed that. I even saw elephant seals for the first time. It was a whirlwind of fun and falling in love that I have never experienced. Before I left, we decided that Jake should have to come back to Hawaii before leaving for Spain again. Long story short, he had to be in the U.S. as his job was working out his visa. Two days later, Jake was back in Hawaii. This is like a seven-day span. I, this is wild. I don't even drive down to Ventura as often <laughs> as these people Fly. hop on planes and visit each other. Okay, so two days later, Jake was back in Hawaii, and we decided that I had to move to Europe. My parents rightfully so thought I was crazy, and my mom even had a background check done on him to make sure I wouldn't disappear. Fuck yeah. It's like the movie Taken. She's like Liam Neeson. I'm obsessed. We spent that week in Hawaii making arrangements for me to move. He was headed back to Spain, but I told him that I couldn't come to Europe without him meeting my family first. I knew that if they only met him, they would love him too. Fast forward to the end of March, I left Hawaii, Jake left Spain, and we both flew into Baltimore, Washington International Airport, carefully planning to arrive at the same time. We spent a week in Maryland with my family, and on April 3rd, we, we flew to Spain, where we spent the next three months living in Spain, France, and Portugal before moving back to Hawaii for me to attend grad school. I know Portuguese. Okay. Boa noite, pescador. It means good night, fisherman. Okay. Wow. <laughs> How'd you learn that one? <laughs> a fisherman in Portugal. Just kidding. <laughs> it was crazy, almost too hard to believe. Trust your gut, listen to your heart, start on your relationship, and I wouldn't have changed a single thing. Six years later, we're madly in love and are thrilled to be traveling through life together. Now as soon to be husband and wife. So this was a couple, they, she wrote this story a couple of years ago, but um, how fucking amazing is that story? I mean, if I met someone in like a bar than a health food store, then they asked me to go on a plane with them. I would assume my organs were going to be harvested and yeah. that's just how my life plays out. I'm I'm like, I grew up on rom-coms, obviously. I'm right. such a hopeless romantic that I always thought something like this would happen to me. I was just waiting around in life for my movie moment. <laughs> Tell me what <laughs> Carrie's rom-com would be called if this was a script for a movie. Come on. Um, Chiles Quiles. Oh, I don't get it. Me either. Chilequiles is like a delicious Yeah, it's breakfast. a Mexican breakfast. I was it's trying to think of a Spanish nachos. breakfast. <laughs> oh, because they're in Spain. You know, <laughs> you know, the first guy that I ever fell in love with yeah. moved to Spain. And so we decided to not 
email each other, block each other on social media, delete each other. Wow, Carrie went the whole way. Well, no, I mean, like, I wasn't trying to go to Spain and, like, whatever. You know, we were young and everything. And, yeah, anyways. So, it was very devastating. I spent a whole summer just drunk and crying. And then oh I get a God. text in late August from him. This is years ago. He texts me and he goes, hey, would you ever be down to hook up sometime? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I went to Spain for two weeks and came back. No, 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 no. You spent the whole summer sad. I spent the whole summer drunk and sad. Because you thought he was in Spain. Because I thought he was in Spain. And he only, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, my visa was denied. I was there for like two weeks. I've been in Santa Barbara this whole time. Oh, my God. I'm not going to say his name because he's like, he's bi, but like, I don't think he's like out as gay, even still. Well, no, I mean, bisexual is real. I already what outed I mean, Carrie on her pregnancy, what I mean, so let's not. <laughs> what I mean is, is he is he presents himself as straight, but really he's bisexual. Okay. Anyways. Well, fuck Carrie, that guy. there's there's nothing better than that like spark when you first meet someone and it's like so exciting and it's so lovely and beautiful and like they've made it last. Yeah. It's so exciting. Oh, I love it. Congrats. And they're going to be parents. I Congrats, little Hawaiian baby. How cute. I have a love story to share from Lauren Snyder, who I absolutely adore. I love Lauren Snyder. Here goes the story. Hi, small town Ojai love story here. My husband Patrick and I met in high school, freshman AP English to be exact. It was definitely not love at first sight, though. I had this, what I thought was adorable, habit of forgetting my textbook, so Pat, ever the gentleman, would always share his. However, he found my habit less than adorable and had me pegged as a bit absent-minded, so the love connection was definitely non-existent when we first met. It wasn't until a birthday party a few years later that we would actually spend some time together and really get a chance to get to know one another. Once again, in my absent-mindedness, I had forgotten to bring a sweatshirt and he, ever the gentleman, gave me his for the evening. We both ended up spending the whole evening together making about talking about anything and everything, not making. (laughs) We realized that we were both the third generation of our families to live in Ojai and that our parents actually grew up together. Pat's childhood home was built by his grandfather and my grandfather built the house next door. Oh my God, that's wild. Okay, yeah, I remember that story. What a twist, huh? That is wild. Our dads were close friends as youngsters, oh. and our families had been neighbors for a number of years. In fact, a few months ago, into our, a few months into our relationship, his grandmother showed me an old photograph of both of our dads waiting for the bus together to go to their first Isn't day that of so kindergarten. Cute. Too cute. Ah. Oh. That evening, the connection was instant. Love at second sight, perhaps? By the way, the name of her rom-com is called Love at Second Sight. (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) Perhaps. That's a sequel. (laughs) And from that point forward, we were just inseparable. Even before high school had ended, we had begun planning our lives together. We weren't just daydreaming about it. We were budgeting, setting goals, and planning. I have no idea what kind of teenager does that, but apparently we were both that kind of teenager. My parents were high school sweethearts, so no one in my family really batted an eye when we got engaged two weeks after our high school graduation. Pat had unknowingly planned a proposal just a few yards down the beach from where my dad proposed to my mom 20 plus years prior. Chills. We were married three months later. Oh my God. As I write this, it has been almost exactly 18 years since we went on our very first date. We now have two beautiful children and we still live here in Ojai. And I'm pretty sure at this point I've been forgiven for all those days of forgotten textbooks wink thanks for letting me share what a fun idea lauren and patrick snyder that is so, so cute i love an oh love story there there's a lot of oh love stories coming at you how sweet 
I love it. I love that. Did you? What's the most romantic moment on the beach you've ever experienced? Since she got engaged on the beach, have you ever had a screaming seagull? No, I've given a mm, blowjob. A screaming seagull is when you dip your in the sand and then disgusting, shove it in. disgusting. That's exfoliating. Yeah, <laughs> it's alarming. I've never. Wait, never mind. I have had sex on the beach. You got to more Mesa and Santa Barbara. It's a nude beach. Me and asshole who went to Spain Fucking for two weeks. Dick. Fucking asshole. Hope you listen. Yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. Moving on. This is titled a hat love story. Our story begins on a rainy night in December where we first met Aventura Sp- Spaghetti Company. Jared was to become Hannah's new boss. Scandalous. A few months went by and our friendship grew, mostly over serious backgammon battles when the restaurant was slow. Okay, can I just say dorks? Okay. We were both in other relationships, serious relationships. In June, Jared broke it off with his girlfriend and Hannah went on a two-week family vacation in Canada where she did not have cell phone service. This was pre-free Verizon International plan, people. Whoa. That was a sentence. Take it way back. Our friendship began to flourish through flirty Facebook messenger conversations, including the use of the following emojis. I think it's a dolphin, a penguin, and something with a mask on it. Hot. 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 That's code. Well, dolphins are horny. Yeah, they are. All the time. And they penguins have a lot of are sex. in love. And penguins are often gay, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> that's not Keep what this going. is about. When Hannah returned from Canada, Jared incessantly asked her out for sushi. As Hannah was still in her relationship, she incessantly dis- declined. Weeks and weeks went by when Hannah finally agreed to the much-requested date. He had dinner at P.F. Chang's where Hannah proceeded to spill hot tea all over the table and Jared, forever the most awkward, and to see Toy Story 3 in 3D, which Hannah later found out gave Jared the worst headache. Not a comfortable night for Jared at all. Poor guy. (laughs) But alas, Hannah won him over, even though he had been won over long before. Over the next 10 years, we traveled. Boy, did we travel. We ate, we drank, we laughed, we cried, we moved in together, we got married, we traveled some more, we bought a condo, and finally added the most perfect piece to our relationship puzzle, our sweet, caring, hilarious little Ollie boy, who happens to absolutely love Toy Story. To be continued. That's from Hannah Hathaway. That is absolutely precious. And do you remember at your um, block party when, who I know, you know, we both know Hannah and Jared and I had no idea that they were together. Oh my until, God. And I remember seeing them at your block party. <laughs> you told party. me something like, they'd be so cute together. I, I've known them both for about a year at this point. <laughs> and I saw them at your party talking and I just thought, hey, they kind of have chemistry. And I went up to Stephanie and I was like, don't you think they'd be kind of uh, cute together? And I think you were like, they're married, so I hope so. That was so <laughs> embarrassing. But hey, if, if I didn't know you guys were married and I thought you made a cute couple. Then you're doing it right. I have a love story from Mackenzie Crumhauer. Hey guys, I'm one of those people who loves to talk about this story. It all starts when I began to lease two acres in Upper Ojai. After showing cover, after sowing cover crop seeds i'm not a farmer i don't know any of this means oh i love cover crop get it girl i was ready to build a 60 foot hoop house girl what's a hoop house Uh, it's like a greenhouse okay i was picturing basketball i wish i had life (laughs) i had the free plans i downloaded from the internet all the supplies my basic bitch power tools and was ready to go except i was zero percent confident in my abilities it was my first jumbo project i was lamenting i love her i love her 
I was lamenting to my lovely neighbor my situation and fears about all things that could go wrong when she mentioned that her son's good friend was pretty handy. Hey, yo. And this sort of thing, and sh- at this sort of thing, and she'd <laughs> give him my number. Ooh. Ooh. Two weeks later, I'm working on laying out foundation lines to make sure everything has 90 degree corners when the chic yellow Toyota puts, pulls up, put, or no, put puts up. Mm. And out steps this chunk of hunk. Is this not like how pornos start? Dog. Either a handyman I don't know if this coming. is a porno or a Mad Lib that I'm reading because chunk of hunk, <laughs> lamenting, I'm into it. I feel like it's a Mad Lib porno. Isn't that like the classic porno? The handyman knocks on the door and is like, "I'm here to fix your sink." Yeah, or like that's a, a like a, yeah, like a plumber, pizza delivery boy, pool yeah. boy. Yeah, baby, can you talk into your microphone? Babysitter, cool. babysitter. <laughs> you ba- <ew>, nope. <laughs> yeah, you've never seen that. That's gross. No, not with the kid. It's like usually like the dad comes home and the babysitter is like, "The kid went to bed." Everyone's asleep. Sometimes I watch straight porn <laughs> just for like the entertainment value. Okay. Anyways, okay. Everyone, everyone's asleep. My 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 microphone just you're drooped really down not, like a flaccid dick. You're ruining as I'm this amazing about. story. Can you go oh, back one or two I'm sentences sorry. to catch us back up? Yeah, are you going to cut all that out? No. Okay. Two weeks later, I'm working on laying out foundation lines to make sure everything has a 90 degree corner when the chic yellow Toyota put puts up and out steps this chunk of hunk with an adorable dog. I played it cool, and so did he, and we spent the next week platonically building a greenhouse together. This some. This is some rom-com bullshit too. Yeah. This is called Love Grows. Because if you can get to get if you can get through that and not hate the person you're working with, you probably should marry them. In the hot afternoons, we would go and swim up Caesar Canyon. I would take sneaky pictures of him. Okay. So I Kay. could show my girlfriend. Is this Joseph? We laughed and talked and spent time in silence. That's after he found the pictures, I'm sure. We need to talk. <laughs> one day I w- one day as I was using a handsaw, he came up behind me and shawazied me, aka, you know, like from Ghost. Yes. Demi Demi Moore, like, the here, pottery. Let me show you. That's hot with a handsaw. You mm-hmm. could lose a limb. That's fucking hot. Showing me how to properly angle it and saw the wood better. Later he admitted he was premeditated. Ooh. Making moves. At the end of the week and the greenhouse was done, weird. What now? Did we go back to our separate lives? I invited him over for dinner and thought he was flirting with my roommate and almost didn't call him back. Our first date, he invited me to an open house at a farm in Fillmore that his parents told him about. We cruised the long way over, had a picnic, and when we had pulled into the farm, he got all wide-eyed and looked at me. His parents were there. So our first date, I met and we spent the, enti- the entire afternoon with his parents. Awkward. We knew after that we definitely liked each other. And here we are four years later, married, farming in Washington with our new baby boy. Feeling pretty blissed over here. Okay, that's the cutest thing ever. That's your love language. Is like this farming. is my entire. I wonder if this, if Mackenzie is the woman who used to own Topaflora, which is the email she sent from. Wow, that's fucking incredible. Yeah, I love her. I'm obsessed with them. I follow them. I'm big fans. I was sad when they moved, but obviously I love that entire family. I love that entire family. Wow. Congratulations. That's the cutest thing. Thank you for writing us. I'm a big fan. (laughs) Is that weird? (laughs) I mean, like, have you ever met her? No. Oh, really? I'm like a secret big fan. Oh, no, no. She's so cool. Okay. Okay. So this is called Our Love Story. Pretty simple, to be honest. City girl had heartbroken. Swore would never let her guard down again. Meets Ojai boy at work. Yes, at the Ojai Valley Inn. Front desks and a bell 
person a bell what do you call him a bell a bellhop a bell, bell man. man i don't know much about hospitality <laughs> he's cute and charming and sweet and much younger than the girl they become friends they talk about everything girl shares heartbreak boy shares stories about girls he longs for just friends at the start but there was something there that neither expected boy makes first move on girl she's hesitant he swears he is going to take care of her and encourages her to break down the wall she has built around her heart the boy has a new job and takes him away for long periods girl questions is this for her but she is in awe of his perseverance and determination to be hired as a firefighter seven years later they marry sorry seven years later they get married in the backyard of their first house surrounded by 135 of their family and friends 11 months later beautiful emma Rowe is born right emma ray emma's so, so beautiful cute. oh my oh. god she's the most gorgeous she looks like little snow white I she's know. so cute she's so cute 14 years together now their love is just as exciting and challenging as day one and neither of them would change a single thing and now as i now i'm crying as i look back through the rough road that led us to this amazing life. I have to say they are town wide just adored that family. Yeah, they're amazing. I absolutely are we not Amy. are we saying their names? Amy, Amy Adamson? Yeah, Amy mm-hmm. Adamson. I fucking love her. Uh this is from Natalie of Shop Etoile. Hey girl. Hey. Uh warning, it's long. Sorry. That's what she said, not me. Could you imagine? Wait, what's the title of this imagine? love story? Belgian love. I assume it's gonna be about waffles. <laughs> What is that noise? What is that noise? <laughs> you stop that. What is that? It's ASMR me. Oh, oh, oh. If you're still with us, <laughs> here goes the story. Hey guys. All right. I've always wanted to make our love story a book because I always think it's pretty interesting. I've never written it down, so I hope it all makes sense. We love telling the story to people when they ask, although I think we tell it better as a duo since his accent makes everyone laugh. But here's my version. Should I do a French accent? I would love that. I also heard she wrote this on New Year's Eve while possibly buzzed. Did she? She did say that. That makes this even more exciting. It does. In 2008, I was coming off a breakup after three years together and really just having fun. My cousin had gone to Vegas with her friends to watch the dirt bike races. While she was there, she met these French boys. One of them was named Julian, who she really liked but didn't speak English too well. So his friend, insert my future husband here, (laughs) Damien, was the translator. That is a wingman. And Damien's a hot name. Yeah. Damien is a hot name. It kind of feels like Lucifer. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) yeah. and It has power to it. Oh. Anyways, she came me back. <laughs> Anyways, she came back from Vegas and told me all about her wild two nights with her French boy Julian. Two months later, he sent her a ticket to come stay with him in France. And while she was there, they went to Belgium what? to see Damien at his house with this cute little French bulldog, Kobe. K O U B Y. Kobe. Kobe. Damien told her that he was coming to California for a motocross business trip with his friend. A motocross business trip. That is, can I get on that ticket? My pussy just ended this drought. <laughs> if you are coming here on a business trip motocross for a motocross, business that's trip? a panty dropper right there. <laughs> she told him that she should come to Ventura where my cousin lives so he could see the beach. She then tells me she invited these French boys to my house. Mind you, I lived oh my with my God. parents at the time. I'm 22 years old and this is, and I wasn't that excited for some fancy French guys to come stay with us for three nights. But as always, I go along with whatever my cousin says. My mom, of all people, was so excited for the French boys Aww. to come. She made this whole dinner spread for their arrival. Well, they ended up arriving at 1 a.m. Oh, I bet her mom was pissed. 
I'd be so mad. And when I saw <laughs> him, I thought, oh, wow, this is not what I imagined him to look like. Yes, I'd seen pictures on his MySpace. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> so they're usually pixelated group photos. Or he was on a bike with a helmet over his face. That's just how I like him. Cover your okay. whole head. <laughs> We ended up staying for the next few hours talking. The next day, we took them all over Ventura places, the cross, the pier, downtown, etc. Lots and lots of flirting going on between us. We had a fun day and ended up with a kiss. And immediately after our kiss, he said, I'm not going to do a French accent. I thought about it, but I'm not going to do it. He said, I've never kissed a girl who was who likes Britney Spears. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Natalie, send him over to my place. I'll, he could kiss a boy that likes Britney Spears. My response was, oh, man, I don't like her. I love her. Oh, I love Natalie. Well, so cute. he also ended up sleeping with the girl who loves Britney Spears that night, too. Hey, ah, Natalie, you better get Natalie. it, queen. We had so much fun together in such a short amount of time. Oh, well, don't put him on blast. Was it short? <laughs> stop that night or just the trip oh the trip yeah oh the trip the motocross uh business trip the motocross <laughs> business trip well it sounds like he did get a ride i was gonna i was going to the <laughs> lake with <laughs> amazing i was going to the lake with all my family the next morning and last night he was staying with us and it was the last night he was staying with us i was so sad to be leaving while we were in the car my sister in-law looked at me and said oh my god natalie get over it. it's not like you're gonna marry a guy who lives in belgium he went home and ended up skyping every day i don't know what we were thinking would even happen with us 24 days of skype later and the weekend of my 23rd birthday came i was having a party at candlelight in ventura which is now the tavern just so that you know where that is okay does anyone remember that place natalie says my friends came I, apparently i do <laughs> my friends came over the night before talking about what we were wearing makeup etc but the whole time i was sad damien wasn't on skype or answering any of my messages he said he was in england for some races i then hear a knock on our door and no one ever knocks usually they just walk in so i went to open the door and it was damien Aww. i was in shock and i couldn't believe it and everyone knew he stayed with me for two nights we had this strong connection. I can't explain it, but I knew it was the real deal. So it was back to Skype dates for another month until he planned to come out for three weeks. We got along so well. He loved my family. My family loved him. So we had this. We had to plan the next trip, and it was my turn to go. I went to Belgium right after Christmas. It was amazing. I met his family and friends and his dog, Kobe. It was magical. Until there was a, a not-so-friendly knock on his front door one night. Who is it? His ex-roommate? I mean, ex-girlfriend? Shit. This is literally what it says. This is, oh my God. I have goosebumps. Dang. He told me to stay upstairs. I'm going to get dramatic because this is good. I didn't know (laughs) it was going to take this turn. He told me to stay upstairs and I'm not one for any confrontation. So I did. And I immediately called my mom. It was 3 a.m. in California, but I didn't care. My mom told me, Natalie, you don't stay upstairs and hide. You go downstairs and just go in the kitchen so you can see her. I don't think that's her mom's voice, but... I I hope it is. I just took that liberty. So I did, and she saw me. She began yelling at Damien in French and then looked at me and said, Poutine, over and over. It means bitch. And I have turned and walked away scared shitless. She eventually left. And yeah, it was awful. I felt for her. I mean, I would have done the same thing if I were in her shoes. Yes and no. Yes and no. Natalie, you get that man. And you know, that's good. Back, I'm on team Natalie. Obvious. I mean, obviously, obviously. But in this story, if I didn't even know Natalie, I'd still be team Natalie. 
Back to our trip in Belgium, I had such a great time. His family was fantastic. So then we talked about what to do next. How do we make this a relationship? I knew I couldn't leave my family, and he was so close to his. He decided he would move to California, so now my mission was to find out how to get him to be able to come to America. Do you like 90 Day Fiance? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, well, we're reading it now. So I came back and my family and I did all the research we could ending with one result to get married. What did I tell you? you? What did I tell you? So that was the plan and everyone went along with it with their full support. This is January of 2009. Damien sold his company, rented out his house to his friends, packed what he wanted to bring, including his dog, and moved to California in February. So here we are living with my parents and his dog and my dog too. We ended up getting married in May Nine months after knowing each other, we had a small wedding ceremony. His parents and oldest nephew came, and we had a reception at my parents' house. It was a blast. I still think, wow, how did this all happen so fast? How did my parents let me do this? But it all perfectly fell into place. The following year, we had a huge wedding with all of our family and friends, including everyone in Belgium. It was so much fun. We've gone back to Belgium many times. Today, we have six-year-old twins, and we have taken them back to see their Belgian family. Damien's family also comes to visit, and we're so happy with his, the life that we built here. They're so happy. We're so happy. Everyone's, Everyone's happy. happy. <laughs> Another funny story is that at our wedding, Damien's niece, who was 16 at the time, was one of my 13 bridesmaids. I had to walk her down the aisle with my cousin, who was one of the 13 groomsmen. Well, they ended up liking each other, too. And eight years later, they got married in our backyard. Oh, my God. Stop. It's a family affair. Ooh. In May, it will be 11 years of marriage for Damien and it has been such a fun ride. This is a this is long I know, but I always love telling the story how I married my Belgian waffle. You know, that was really cute. It's really cute. Natalie, and that is a whole movie. That is a rom com. What's it called? Motocross My Heart and Hope to Die. <laughs> I that's Belgian hot. Waffle. I just like that Britney Spears was involved in the first time you guys boned. I'm so into that. I I'm love so the whole story that. is amazing. It's like when you know you know. To now. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. Is that the life lesson? <laughs> yeah. In these? Wow. That's okay, hot. Okay. We have one more story. I'm hot and bothered by that. Actually, we have a couple things, more things to do here. Okay. Uh, this is love story exclamation point. I met my now husband over 12 years ago in high school. He moved here from out of town and showed up to his first day of Ventura High School driving a big Hummer. I assume that his dad... Who doesn't love a big Hummer? Right? I assume that his dad was a doctor, so I told my family that I was going out with the doctor's son. Turned out, his dad was actually on the Real Housewives of Orange County. No. Wait, start over. And Wait, was who? not a doctor in any sense of the world. word. We dated for nine years after that, and I got married last May. I think a big part of the reason that he liked me because I was the only girl in our whole school that didn't watch Real Housewives, and Wait. I didn't already know everything about his life from television. He was on Real Housewives? His this dad, guy? This is from Kenna Smiley. <gasps> Slade Smiley? It's, Slade Smiley. I think is the dad of the guy well, that she yeah, married. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Slade Smiley. Oh, <laughs> I saved that for you. <laughs> my God. I didn't know this. Oh, <gasps> Slade Smiley was originally with Joe De La Rosa mm, when it first mm, started. And mm. then he ended up having sex with Lori. And then he is now with Gretchen. I love Slade Smiley. Okay. Okay. Well, well I'm very, I'm sweaty. I'm very excited. <laughs> he I didn't took know, off his jacket right I when I said Real Housewives of Orange County. I didn't know that this was happening today. <laughs> I feel, whew, okay, keep going. Also, no, that's the whole story. Also, Kenna, um, I just want to let you know that the real reason he liked you is because you're beautiful, smart, and talented, and 
a joy to be around probably not because you not don't because watch real housewives yeah. <laughs> but that's okay too <laughs> wow and can uh, also tell your dad i said hi <laughs> your stepdad your father-in-law <laughs> he's been in my life longer than he understands <laughs> or watching would like episode to season one <laughs> no okay so you know real housewives was originally supposed to it's a playoff of desperate housewives that's when it came yeah. on right yep. and so there was a woman named joe de la rosa who was supposed to be very similar to eva longoria she was the young sexy one out of the group right and slade was her boyfriend and he was like very hot too so that's all what does he do slade smiley i cannot remember what his job is but he was always kind of comic relief on the show mm. he added he was like his a housewife in his own right he very much had a role on the seasons i i i, I like him oh is he hot and then, um, yeah, I think he's hot. I think he's hot. And then Gretchen, his now wife, and they have like a kid together. She proposed Gretchen, to wow. him. And she sang a song. She's like, I'm ready to spend my life with you. The time is now. <laughs> it's different. Different. It was different. Different. Gretchen Christine Bute. That's the name of her makeup line. Don't you have a horror story for us? What do you want to hear? I have so many. What about, no, do you in your hear DMs. about the orgy? Oh. <laughs> Let me look it up. <laughs> Not a horror story about me. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I got a few DMs. So they're not in the email because I'm so bad at checking email. But my girl Ty sent in a horror story. And she said, well, there's this one guy. This one guy and I were at dinner at the Deer Lodge. We were sitting at the table about to order. This is a first date, by the way. And he leans back in his chair, pulls up his shirt to his chest. And starts pulling his underwear up his belly. What? I'm looking at him (laughs) and asks, what are you doing? He tells me that his belt buckle is poking him in his gut. So he has to pull his boxers up. So his belt doesn't (laughs) cut into his stomach. Is that a deal breaker for you on a first date? (laughs) No, actually, it's not. Am I weird? (sighs) Well, (laughs) I mean. It's definitely weird. (laughs) So he's at the dinner table, shirt all the way up, bare belly, putting his underwear up to his belly. WTF and I was not the kind of belly you want to show off in public. Oh, and so I maybe said, a deal breaker. I said, Oh my God, can I tell a story on the podcast? And she was like, please. And I was like, yes. And then she said, I ordered a bottle of wine after that, ate the most expensive dinner, dropped him off at home and went back to the deer lodge and danced my ass off. And I responded, hell yeah. Amazing. Barbara Jones. Oh, I love Barbara. Big time listener. Love her to death. She says, hers is really quick. I met Justin at a bar, went home with him, blinked, and it's been eight years. He still lies to his parents about how we met. So cute. That's the kind of story I like. (laughs) Get to the point, Barbara. Get to the point. So cute. I love them. Also, Justin is so gorgeous. Have you seen Justin? Justin and Barbara are basically like a celebrity couple that are living lives in Ojai. She's absolutely stunning. She's ridiculous. He is beautiful. He's beautiful blue eyes. He's like a surfer bro. He's nice. He's hilarious. He's weird. I love them both so much. It hurts. I love that. I love them. I matched on Tinder with a guy named Connor or Andrew. (laughs) I can't remember his name. Um, And because he goes by both. I'm not Mm -hmm. rude. He goes by Connor or Andrew. To make a long story short. I don't think we ever... No, we didn't meet. He moved to San Francisco. We just became friends through... We send each other memes and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I really like this guy, like, platonically. Yeah. He's such a cool guy. Um, anyways, his this is a story he sent me. 
Probably to rub it in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Picture it. It's late March 2019. I just ended things with a guy after dating for about six weeks. I really liked him and in many ways saw us working out. I think he's talking about me. So cute. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Connor, we, Andrew. we didn't even meet. We didn't even meet. I really liked him and in many ways saw us working out. He had a great friend group. Oh, it's definitely not about me then. He was a bit older, <laughs> which, is, which I like. 38 in this case. Successful and mature. He had a dog. Great family. Made me laugh. Great chemistry. But something was just off. It's hard to put my finger on and we were just actually both feeling it so it was mutual it bummed me out I, so I told myself and anyone within earshot that I just want to be a dirty little slut and be single for a while <laughs> cut to nine days later I'm sitting at my friend's apartment watching the Real Housewives fire up Grinder. if you're not sure what that is it's a location based gay hookup dating app mm-hmm. and I see this cute guy we pretty quickly moved from Grinder to texting but it was still very sexually driven aka dick pics were a shared uh-huh uh, two nights later, a Friday night, I'm at a bar and I see a guy walk past me outside the bar. I immediately recognize that as the grinder guy, so I text him. He comes back to have a drink. I knew I was in trouble. He was so charismatic, cute. The chemistry was on fire. He tells me he's a soul cycle instructor. And so Ooh, he's that's hot, hot. So he has nice legs. <laughs> and oh, they're a really hot couple. I'll show you a picture. And he's teaching the next morning. I go home and look up the class on SoulCycle app and see there's one bike left. I take it as I sign and book my spot. Texted him and told him the excitement is mutual. And in the first two minutes of class, watching him teach the command of the room, the confidence, I'm immediately turned on. Leave the class, forget my baseball cap in the studio, text him to ask if he could grab it for me. Tells me. Does he do it on accident? I doubt it. He's smart. He's a smart guy text him to ask if he could grab it for me tells me i have to come to brunch with his friends to get it well played go to brunch then go back to his apartment and we hook up dance the night away spend the next day sunday together go out to dinner the next night for his 36th birthday when we get back to his apartment that night of just cuddling kissing he looks at me and says you are more alive than anyone i've ever met Uh, you have so uh, much life in your eyes that's so uh, cute i'll keep him I fell in love. Or, oops, oops, I fell apart. <laughs> Quite opposite. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I fell apart into tears because that was the most beautiful thing I'd ever heard. Especially since just two years prior, I was contemplating either getting a divorce from a woman and coming out as a gay, as gay or killing myself. I'm so glad I came out and I'm here to tell this story. I didn't know he was married to a woman. You you get your movie too. Wow, that's you get your wow, movie. That's really really special. He asked me three days later if I just want to be boyfriends and be exclusive. I said yes without hesitation. I've never connected with someone every on every level and felt so connected to someone in my entire life. He's truly my best friend and the greatest love of my life. We have been inseparable ever since. That's so sweet. That is such a sweet. And they're a really beautiful couple, too. That's I'm so, so happy sweet. for him. Whatever his name is. Connor. Andrew. Andrew however you feel Connor, today. Andrew. Labass. <laughs> Labass. Amazing. I love that. Well. Both, you know, Condrew. Oh, wait. His his boyfriend's name is Andrew. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I'm looking for guys in committed relationships, <laughs> so call me. <laughs> Both of you. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> Do you have any horror stories, Stephanie? Um. Yeah, I have a weird story. Tell me. So I want to hear it. I was trying to date. I I always tried to date people without actually wanting to go full dating. Like. I liked making out and like getting free food. Yeah. And then like anything beyond that was really weird to me. Like come hang out with me and my parents in my living room. I was like, no, absolutely not going to happen. So I was kind of dating this guy named Michael. He lives in Mexico city. Now he owns a brewery. He has a cute girlfriend. Hi, Michael. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Um, And we went to Panda express 
this was when I was playing basketball. So it was two days. I had already worked out in the morning. We went to Panda Express and then I went to conditioning after and I threw up all of my Panda Express. Oh, but our first date was sushi, which is the worst first date. No, for a high school student who's never eaten sushi. That's so Laguna Beach. I never ate sushi before. So <gasps> we went and he was like, you just have to put it all in your mouth. And I didn't want you. So I got miso soup. Okay. I got a bowl of miso soup and he got a crunch roll. And then he made me try it. He like fed it to me from across Ew, the table. And I had to open my mouth super wide. You know what I mean? Like, well, if a boy on the first date says you need to put it all in your mouth, that's a, that's a sign. I that was like a junior in high school. I was like, I don't, yikes. I don't know how to eat sushi. Oh God. <laughs> Maybe even younger actually. I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah. So oh that didn't go anywhere. I have a great horror story. I have, so, well, I have so many. I'm just trying to think of ones that aren't absolutely like humiliating and just like, <laughs> well, be, so this one, oh gosh, what should I call him? Cause I think he still lives in the area. We'll call him, um, Adam. Okay. Adam. So uh, we'll call him Adam. Adam and I, um, we met just before Halloween. It, things were going really well. And then we went to the Halloween party at the Deer Lodge a couple of years ago mm. when they really, it was like the Malkins really put together this gnarly party. They did like a haunted house in the, in the, um, in the dry, in the parking lot. And it was just, they really went all yeah. out. Right. So he dresses up as a bandit, but doesn't have a mask. So he paints like a mask over his eyes as like a robber would yeah. have. Right. So anyways, we, for some reason, my friend Sarah gets us all drunk on Four loco. That's what we decided to drink that night. And this guy, I'm with all my friends and all my friends are meeting him for the first time. The poor guy gets blackout drunk as we all did. I think I was hump, humping like a clown statue and broke it and ran home. Good. That was part of my night. Good. Um, But he gets so drunk that he starts like throwing up in my bathroom which is fine you know mm-hmm. but he tells my friend sarah she's like do you need anything he's like i need you to put jewel on and she goes what he's like play jewel while i throw up so we had to play jewel like who will save <laughs> your soul while that was he's his throwing shit. Up. that was his shit so this man is in my bathroom i've known him for like a week throwing up jewel is playing <laughs> and then my friend Britt is like because his name is Adam in this story. She's like, Adam, are you okay? And he goes, my name's not Adam, it's Max. And she was like, what? And he's like, I just tell people it's Adam. That's scary. That's very okay. like Penn Badgley and you. Okay. Uh-huh. So that was different. And then um, he also said his name was Kyle. Like his online profile said his name was Kyle, but that wasn't his name. So he, had, he went by Adam, quote unquote, Kyle and Max. Isn't that... But bizarre. why does but he have why? a different personality for each one of those people? I don't know. I didn't get to know him that well. Anyways, he gets in the shower and I'm just like sitting there, you know, we hadn't had sex yet. I, you know what I mean? And in general, not that night, obviously, but in general, and I just hear him go, Cody, and from the shower, oh and my I peek God. my head and I'm like, <laughs> are you okay in there? And he's like, come here. I open up the shower and he's sitting. I have like a, one of those like tiled benches mm-hmm. in my shower. He's sitting. With like he's tucked in between his legs, which I don't think he meant to be, oh, okay. but he's just Wait, sitting like hilarious. that. <laughs> he's just sitting like that. So I still didn't ever even saw his dick, but he's just sitting like that, and just the black paint is running down his face. Was it such a sad scene? It looked like the grudge. It mm. was so scary, and he just goes, "Join me," and I went, "No." <laughs> I went, "I don't think that's a good idea," and he went, "Come on, join me," and I went. No, I think that you're very inebriated and I think we should just go to sleep tonight. Like, yucky. 
scary. So awkward. Yeah, that was a horror story. Did you guys snuggle? Um, we did the next day. I think we actually went to Six Flags the next day. Oh, okay. He was good enough to go. Well, I just wanted to go on a roller coaster, and we had the day off. <laughs> I don't think we he oh he gave me like a fat hickey a week later and I oh. cut it off with him because that's so immature we don't stupid. have time for that no don't mark up my body no I think hickeys are so lame it's like pissing on a fire hydrant it's claiming ownership of someone <laughs> and it's gross I wonder if it's on accident or if that's like what people are into in the moment well he was getting on my neck and I was like don't leave a mark please I have work tomorrow like when this happened and he's like oh I won't I know what I'm doing it was astounding the size of this hickey i had to show up to work i was waiting tables at the time and we had to wear polo shirts i was like count dracula pop my <laughs> collar i'm like i felt so i felt like such a harlot amazing oh okay so now you've listened to love stories horror stories and we want you to keep sending them in yeah we'll we'll try to do one more valentine's day related episode before the end of the month yeah so get to it we love love we and love love if you have a beautiful story send it to topatalks at gmail.com that's topatalk with an s if you have a horror story topatalks at gmail.net if you're in a committed relationship wait what is it topatalks at gmail.com i don't know how email works it's in our bio you can dm us but then i'll tell you to email it (laughs) perfect (laughs) so it all works out and then maybe i'll share mine next time okay my love story with asa i'd love to hear it um it's a long it's a long one not really. Well, we didn't hear any long ones today. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> but they were beautiful. Which was your favorite? I can't pick a favorite. I, I know my favorite. I like how twisted you got from the Real Housewives of That's, Orange County. That one was my favorite. <laughs> it was short, sweet, and excited um, I'm me. obviously in love with the farmers. I would say, God, they were all so good. They were actually really all good. They were all really good. I would say, yeah, they were all good. Darn we it. love love. I really enjoyed um, reading Natalie's because it made me horny. Okay. All right. I'm well, now thank you stuck for in listening. this room with you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else we need to promote or talk about? I don't know. Do you like Britney Spears? Yeah. Perfect. Great. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.